0: turbulent times call for clear-headed insight that's hard to come by these days especially on tv that's where we come in salem news channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place people you know and trust like dennis prager Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk and more. Unfiltered unapologetic truth Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525 For Zion's sake
1: I will not keep silence For Zion's sake I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And
0: my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be together. And if you've been with us earlier this week, you know we're speaking about the man Joseph of Arimathea, a very unique man mentioned once in each gospel, but nothing else is heard of him throughout the scriptures. So we could read about him in Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23. And today I'd like to read the portion of scripture from John beginning at verse 38 in John 19. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate granted permission. He came therefore and took away his body. And Nicodemus came also, who had first come to him by night, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight, and they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen wrappings with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. So we learned from the descriptions of, Jer- of, of this man from Arimathea that he was a wealthy man. Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but he was a secret disciple. He was a member of the Sanhedrin council. He was waiting for the kingdom of God. The Bible declares he was a good and righteous man, and he was fearful of the Jewish people. No doubt because he differed in his estimation of who Jesus was from the council. So we talked about the fear of man. Specifically yesterday, we read through the, uh, John chapter 9. This is the story about a man born blind. And when the Pharisees went to the parents of this man, they said, you talk to him. We don't know how it happened. And they did not want to give credit to the Lord because of fear of the Jews they would be thrown out of the synagogue. But what's interesting, Junie, in in John 9, the story of this man born blind, we see in verse 11 in John 9, when asked who opened his eyes, he replied by saying, The man who is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went away and washed, and I received sight. In verse 17, we see a progression. After being questioned further about who opened his eyes, he said, He is a prophet. And Juni to the glory of God. These are the words we read, beginning in verse 35 in John 9. So if you have your Bible, turn with us to John chapter 9. And I'd like to look at this beginning at verse 35. Okay, John 9, 35. Jesus heard that they had put him out, and finding him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, And who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said, you have both seen him and he is the one who is talking to you. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Junie, we could see that we can all say we were once blind, but now we see. But we need to overcome the fear of man. We cannot please man. We must please God. And we've all been called to bear testimony and be a witness to the light of the world. And we know Jesus came and he is the light of the world. So it's very powerful. We're either going to choose to please God or to please man. And in order to be an encouragement to all of us who might be pleasing man, we need to look at some of the scriptures that talk about pleasing God because each one of us has that choice. Are we going to please man or please God? So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, we read, this is Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica, just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts.
0: We see in John eight twenty nine, I do always those things that please him or please God. And it's interesting, Shelley, because Joseph of Arimathea was um, uh, a rabbi, and he knew that believing in Jesus would mean he would be stoned to death, but he identified with the body of the Messiah in the worst condition. And that was really pleasing to God. And even today, the church in its condition, do we identify with the body of the Messiah, the body of Christ? Do we realize that God is at work in each one of us to transform us and to change us, that we might be pleasing in his sight. And it's very costly, isn't it, Shelley, to um, really please God, because many times man will not understand that.
1: It's really true, and it's a situation that we all face. Sometimes standing up for God is going to be very costly, but that's what's pleasing to God. And too often we're hindered because we want to please man or we're afraid of the rejection or the reprisals we will have by being a believer and not just believing, but living for the purposes of God. So also carrying on with the scriptures about pleasing God, we read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. He obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. You know, Junie, we could read this, we can pray about it, but this excites something. This should excite something in all of us. What a delight it is that we could be pleasing to God. We can delight his heart by us following him and loving him and being that witness that God is calling us all to be.
0: And we see in Hebrews eleven five that it was by faith. So really, the the heart of believing is really by faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped yes, for. Lord. The evidence of things not seen. So many times, we will um, be called to do something that we don't see or we don't understand. But when God moves us, whether it's in forgiveness, in love, in going to talk to someone um, that we might not really want to talk to. Or if we're in a situation of going to the supermarket, going to school, going to work, and God moves on our heart to share the gospel with someone that you don't even feel like you should share with. This is by faith, obedience, listening to the Lord, and moving forward, that we might see the glory of God.
1: Bless the Lord. It's so true, Junie. And I think connected with a life that pleases God, there must be an attendant fear of God that accompanies that. We are so man-pleasing, and when we're man-pleasing, we don't live in the fear of God. And when we're talking about fear, it doesn't mean a shuddering fear or a fright. It means giving God the reverence that he so rightfully deserves. So let's look at some scriptures, Joni, that speak about the fear of God.
0: We see in Deuteronomy 10, 12, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And that's a mighty call, Shelley, to walk with the Lord God and to serve him with all of our heart and with all of our soul, to walk in his way, Shelley, and not our own. That's right. It's a mighty call, and it really does take knowing the Lord, being born of his spirit, and having a new heart, because... Our natural tendency would be our own ways, but when we fear God, we want to do what He asks of us.
1: Amen. And you know, Juni, just taking the last portion of that verse you just read, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. I believe if we are living in that reality, in that realm, the pleasing of God will come naturally. In other words, we wouldn't allow uh, the, the people to stand in the way uh, and not regard the consequence as if we are loving Him with all our heart and serving Him with all our heart. Because that is the first step, really, in pleasing Him. That will delight the heart of God. And again, that's what we're here. We are called to bring delight to the heart of God. And if we fear man rather than God, or if we're looking to please man, we will not be walking in the fear of God. All right, let's look at a very simple scripture. It's the conclusion of the book of Ecclesiastes where Solomon poured out his heart. And what does he say? The conclusion or the end of the matter when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments. You know, Junie, that could summarize everything in our life. Forget all the other stuff. Don't look at the exterior things. Don't look for the accumulation of wealth uh, and a host of other things. But the end of the matter is fear God and keep his commandments,
0: and you know Solomon was the wisest man that ever walked the earth other than uh, Yeshua other than Jesus himself, and he had all that the world had to offer, and he was the king of yes, Israel Lord, and yet when he went through all of his years, when he saw all that the wealth, when he saw all the people that he judged. When he went through every season of life, the end of the matter he saw was to fear God and to keep his commandments. And that's very deep, Shelley, from a man who knows and sees and has all that the world has to offer. And so for every listener, for you and I, I really hope that we find the peace of the Lord Jesus the Messiah and walk in his ways and not our own and desire to do his will and not our own, and identify with his body, with the people of God, and pray for the people of God, for the transformation power that really the church in this age would have a burden for Israel, would have a desire to see people come to the knowledge of Jesus, who would walk by faith and not by sight, and live for the Lord only.
1: Amen. Now, perhaps, Junie, we could close with a scripture regarding fear of God, which is really a great encouragement. And we find that in the Psalms, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 25, verse 12. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose. Who among us, Junie, you and I are part of that, among us, who does not want to be led and instructed in the ways of God. Well, the way to come into that place is to live in the fear of the Lord. Fear him, revere him. He is worthy of such a lifestyle.
0: And Joseph of Arimathea was such a man because although he feared the Jews, he was guided and led by God and had the courage to go and identify with the body of Jesus and be one with him, no matter what the cost. Hallelujah. May we all live yes, in Lord. that way.
1: Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the example of Joseph of Arimathea. Yes, Lord. And we pray for everyone who's listening to this program, that they would not live in the fear of man, but live with the fear of God, and not be a man-pleaser, but be a God-pleaser, that he could, we could each be a delight in his heart. We pray this in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. On behalf of For Zion's Sake, thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.